Danielle Moody here, host of the Woke AF Daily podcast. We've been with iHeart for a year, and what a year it has been. As we head deeper into 2024 and yet another life-changing election cycle, Woke AF Daily is here to keep you sane and woke. Make Woke AF Daily your podcast destination for 2024 election news and analysis. Listen to Woke AF Daily Season 5 on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. It's like the police knew who he was before they got here. From iHeart Podcasts. The medical school dean at USC was leading a secret double life. He's breathing right now? Yes, he's absolutely breathing. I'm a doctor, actually. A story about money, power, and corruption. When people fall in line, they fall in line. Looking back, I realized, oh, everyone knew. I'm Paul Pringle, an investigative reporter for the L.A. Times. Listen to Fallen Angels, a story of California corruption, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, everybody. Welcome to Across Generations, where the voices of Black women unite. I'm your host, Tiffany Cross. Tiffany Cross. Join me and be a part of sisterhood, friendship, wisdom, and laughter. We gather a seasoned elder, myself as the middle generation, and a vibrant young soul for engaging intergenerational conversations, prepare to engage or hear perspectives that literally no one else has had. Listen to Across Generations podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hi, this is Kurt Woodsmith. You remember me from such TV comedies as That 70s Show and That 90s Show on Netflix. I'll never forget the words that my grandfather said just before he kicked the bucket. He said, watch how far I can kick this bucket. People ask me where I get my dad jokes from. I tell them to listen to the Daily Dad Jokes podcast. Listen to Daily Dad Jokes every day on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Good morning, good morning, Dom. Good morning. How are you? I am good. I'm good. Where are you today? We're still in Italy, but we just checked into a different hotel in uh, Siena. We're doing like a little Italian tour. Cool. So now in a different hotel, which is nice. That's so wonderful. Yeah. Well, thank you for joining us again today, for making the time to do this on your vacation. Mm-hmm. And here we are to do the rewatch of season two, episode two, A Door into the Dark. That's right. Air date January 9th, 2017, written by Y. Shireen Razak. Director Andy Walk, starring Catherine McNamara, Dominic Sherwood, Alberto Resende, Matt Daddario, Emerald Tabia, Isaiah Mustafa, and Harry Shum Jr. Guest stars Alan Van Sprang, David Castro. Welcome back to season two. Maxim Roy, Nick Sagar, Stephanie Bennett, and of course, Vanessa Matsui, which is super spoiler exciting alert. to have her bone. Spoiler, spoiler alert. alert. Little spoiler That's there. Not dead. <laughs> Cap, tell us what we're in for. 
So for this episode, Clary longs for the good old days. Clary struggles to find where she belongs while Simon seeks Magnus's help. The hunt is on for Jace Wayland, and Alec and Isabel hope to reach him before the rest of the Shadowhunters do. With orders from the clave of shoot to kill, thank you very much to Jocelyn, uh, the Lightwood siblings must act fast. Also, on his own search, Simon turns to Magnus for help when he finds himself at odds with both Raphael and Aldertree. Meanwhile, Clary struggles to find where she belongs since she doesn't seem to fit into the Shadowhunter world yet can't go back to her mundane life. Everybody's got a problem this episode. Everybody's got a problem. Yeah. This was filmed, as we will talk about later, with the wonderful Torontonian unexpected weather in the last two weeks of August 2016. A slight goof appears when a steam whistle advertisement appears in the episode, a brand that only existed in Canada at the time of filming. Oh, that's funny. I had no I idea. I didn't notice that. Yeah, how, how interesting. Either. We'll have to keep an eye out. I wonder when that is. And once again, we have Magnus's tendency to... The, the book-to-screen reference in this is uh, Magnus taking down Walders under his wing, which I think is one of the my favorite storylines, at least. The, the relationship between, you know, Raphael and Magnus has always, yeah. always been, been very sweet. It's maybe the one parent-child relationship, quote-unquote, that's not really messed up. Functional, yeah. Yeah. In the nice. entire show. We have a whole bunch of talking points. I was just running through this episode again. And yeah. there's a lot that happens in this episode. There's a lot of, like, it seems that everyone sort of has the same goal for whatever that reason is, except for Simon and Magnus. But everyone mm -hmm. is going about it different ways and taking different avenues. So there's a whole bunch that happens. We get into some mythology. I think our first mention of the Iron Sisters is this episode. Yeah. It's exciting. A little foreshadowing there little foreshadowing and with no more further ado why don't we just dive in absolutely so this episode starts with clary hot on the heels of jocelyn um well jocelyn hot on the heels of clary as she finally confronts her mother about all of the secrets and all of the lies and all of the everything including why did you just try and shoot your own son slash my brother slash someone who matters a whole lot to me and everyone in my life. We, we start to see a little bit of Jocelyn's dilemma in this case because, you know, we there's a lot we don't know about what happened and there's a lot we don't know about the Frey Morgenstern family. We start to uncover just how dark and twisted it is, including the fact that Jace, Jonathan, Clary's brother, for lack of a better word, has demon blood in his veins mm. thanks to Papa Valentine. Yeah, we, the audience, knew, but now Clary knows. Mm -hmm. uh, and we can assume that the rest of the Shadowhunters know as well. Not great. Not great. Not great for anyone. Mama Dearest is not being quite so dear, to be honest. No, no not we at did, all. We did skip a scene. We did we? start this episode, yeah. We start this episode directly picking up from episode one. So Jason Valentine have a... <gasps> oh, that's right. Oh, my God. Another little conflab. But it, it, it just sort of adds to the confusion in Jace's mind of the effects of a rising downworld and an ineffective clave at sort of controlling the criminalistic elements of, of the downworld, as we just saw in the vampire den, which will be important later on because this vampire den kind of ties in with Simon and all this, that, and the other, but you're absolutely right. Then we have a whole mother daughter conflab. Indeed. Which, Oh, which poor Simon is involved in. No. Bless him. He doesn't feel like, this is I, we're going to find this more and more as the series goes on. But he he is also very alienated from the place that he thought he was. He became a vampire and had to struggle with that, and then got welcomed sort of back into the Clary Simon thing. And then when Mum woke up, 
he was sort of no longer welcome as part of that group, which is which yeah. is actually really sad. I thought this was pretty rough to see when I just rewatched it. It is. It is. I mean, we see Simon time and time again caught in the middle of so many things, whether it's Jason Clary or Isabel and Alec or Camille and Raphael or whatever it may be. But now we see him caught in between Clary and Jocelyn, which is kind of an yeah. interesting place for him to be because obviously he understands Jocelyn's side of things and wanting to protect Clary and wanting to do all of this, but also he's been through this with Clary and he's seen and he's met Jace and he knows that he's, mm. you know, not, not an evil dude inherently. Yeah. So well, we yeah. Well, who knows is the real, is the real thing. Like, you know, this I think is sort of one of the interesting dichotomies that, that everyone was playing with. And again, you know, this was one of those episodes where I wasn't really with anyone until the end. So I get to see these little idiosyncrasies in everyone's performances post-date afterwards yeah. with, the, with the audience. And I think one of the interesting dynamics here is like, he is the best soldier. He is the fastest. He is the strongest. But the difference, I guess, in psychology between being a hero and being a villain would be if you were doing your job because it was your duty or if you're doing your job because you enjoyed it. Yeah. And we don't know the answer to that. We don't. At this point. Or you don't. I do. Right. But you don't. And I think what Valentine is trying to convince Jace to do is to enjoy it. Exactly. Which is dangerous. Anyway. Well, and there is, because of Jace's and Clary's childhood slash lineage slash whatever you want to call it, there is a little bit of that Morganstern in them. There's a little bit of Valentine in both of them, in a way, and a little bit of that, maybe sadistic is the wrong word, but that that vengeance and that kind of rage yeah. that exists. And and it's, it's, yeah. it's dangerous. Mm -hmm. But, you know, I digress. Because now, now we end up back at the Institute with Aldertree and Clary and all of the folks getting their orders. We did get to see in the scene that you were just talking about before we skip over it, we did yeah. get to see potentially baby Jace. Oh yeah. No, I know. That's again, that's we that's saw baby which, someone. Which which interestingly, we don't use that rune very much. It's again, it's only in this episode particularly mm. that the sort of memory transference power is used. Yeah. And I'm trying to remember if it's ever used again. And I I think the only time is Jonathan uses it once later on. Or maybe he just tells... I can't remember. Maybe he just I tells Clary remember. about it. Possibly. Or does he use the demonic... I don't know. There's a memory shared later, mm. but I we'll have, to, we'll have to wait and see how it's actually done. We will have I to wait remember. and see. Um, but back, back to when we're, you know, when we're in the middle of this episode, we do get to see baby Jace, who is very adorable. I would hazard Except to say, for, yeah. even when his eyes are black and demonic. I don't know about um, that. But although we were just talking about it, Decca was just here before she'd scooted off to the pool so I could do so I could work. And she was like, we were a bit like it's a bit rough to sort of call your your baby evil just because he didn't like the magnolias. Like take him right? to a rose bush. Maybe that was, was was all the issue. Maybe he had an allergy. There also was a bee in that flower. I don't know if anyone noticed. There was a bee <laughs> in that flower. Like, what the fuck are you doing? Putting a bee next to your newborn. Of course it's gonna be pissed. I understand that. I'm honestly just based on that footage. Yeah. I'm on Jonathan's side, 100%. I mean, look, maybe he was just trying to protect mom. Maybe Jocelyn's allergic to bees, and he's like, oh, oh my exactly. God, a bee! Ah, exactly. kill it! Exactly. I agree. I agree. Plus, he's a baby. You know, he can't He can't be faulted. He's, he just, just doesn't have baby. his He's just a baby. Is that a, isn't that a TikTok? I don't know. I'm not on TikTok. I don't know. I don't know TikTok. Somebody showed me yesterday, and I was like, oh, baby. I don't know. Anyway, yeah. <laughs> now we have Clary trying every avenue she can to figure out who's going to help her get Jace back. If her mom mm -hmm. won't, goes to Alec. 
mm-hmm. who we see in a real spot. He was not the guy to go to. Claire. He no. was not happy with Clary at no. all. No, no, at no. Have a, uh, you have a, a telescope. I do. I have a little telescope. Can you see a, Alex uh, animosity toward Clary through the telescope? Clary. Oh. oh, there it is. No, I got it. Yeah, got it? yeah there it is. Yeah. There You're we both go. Both just Good a little job. closer. What a cool Good. little device. That is cool. But you know, we we try. Uh, Clary Clary tries to appeal to Alec. I, this was one of the first times I got to work one on one with Matt uh, since season one, and mm. he's just great. You know. Yeah. Gotta love some Matt Daddario. Gotta love some Matt Daddario. Especially some sweaty boxing he, Matt Daddario. We know the folks love that at home. Well, he loves. He's he loves. He's good at. He's good at all of it, but he's. Yeah. What I noticed later on is the those sort of moments of catharsis as an actor where you get to unleash a little of maybe some of your animosity as a human being throughout something. He's mm-hmm. very good at those. Very, very yeah. good at those. And also, if you haven't seen it, go and watch Why Women Kill because it turns out he's very, he's very funny. He has oh, yeah. an amazing comedic talent as well. So if you haven't seen Why Women Kill season two, go and watch Why Women Kill season two because his scooter, his scooter, his character scooter <laughs> is fantastic. Well, we we got to see firsthand how funny Magidario is pretty much at any hour of the day. But uh, if you'd mm-hmm. like to experience it yourself at home, check it out. And now we're into an interesting part of the show where we get uh, the dojo, casting. the fight dojo for the first time. He's casting. Valentine is casting for new people. <laughs> kind of. Have you ever been to a dance call that's just like this, where everyone yes. stands around and they're just like, go in the middle and do some stuff for us, and it's like horrifying? Yes. Many That's what this scene reminded me of. <laughs> so true. And then it's just the rapture in the middle of it. Yeah. And just then the Valentine just like, rapture. Yeah, which is how it works in casting. If they just like you get at the end of your little like moment, they either give you like a nod or a shake of the head and you're like, that's either the lights are on or the lights are off and you just fucking leave and that's the end of it. <laughs> that's Brutal. true. Although I find that, you know, folks that practice martial arts are usually very aware of their surroundings. And the fact that mm. these people can't figure out what happened, it's a bit perplexing. But, it, you know, it is supernatural, I guess. Yeah, it is supernatural. It would have, my assumption is the lights went off and a portal would have happened and he just went, and he's in the portal. That would be my yeah. assumption. I don't yeah. know, Rewatching now we're back at the Institute with Lydia giving mm-hmm. orders and Clary mm-hmm. being purposely excluded from all yes. of this. I couldn't help but have flashbacks to, like, those times in middle school and high school when, you know, you find yourself excluded from certain things. It it it, it hurt a little bit to rewatch this I'm episode, sure. I gotta yeah. say. <laughs> yeah. Nobody wants to be excluded. I was like, ah, I know this. Although in this case, it, nobody wants to be excluded, but Clary has caused some trouble. <laughs> they don't know if this is the right avenue for her to take. In fact, we know it's not because we I've just got to the end of the episode and I know what happens and we know that it's not a good idea for you to go on this mission. I mean, true. You know, there's a lot of bias and emotions, clouding judgment and all those things yeah. that Shadowhunters talk about all the time. But, you know, yeah. y- you really want to put Alder Tree in charge of this? Alder Tree's all, you know, shoot to kill. And Lydia's still, you know, got her own trauma. But it She's was still... Lydia's call to not send you. No, I know. Or invite you to the briefing. It was Lydia's call. Yeah. I trust Lydia. We also, just by the way, knock-on effects of you, of you taking your own actions, accidentally getting kidnapped by Dot. Spoiler alert. Should have said that first, but a bunch of spoilers are coming out here because it's all coming to me all at once. Knock on effect. Kidnapped by Dot. You get hypnotized. Jace ends up going on the werewolf hunting mission. Werewolf dies because of it. Jace gets blamed. Episode three gets the shit kicked out of him by werewolves. I know we're not supposed to, but like thrown through a window. 
Okay, okay, okay. I get it. I get it. Look, Clary's a baby shadow hunter. She's got she's got some lessons to learn. I understand. Who's your told? I know. When is she gonna learn? Although it is sad. It is sad. It is this sad. is sad. Then but but the one good thing we do get out of it is this lovely moment between Clara and Isabel. And and I do yeah. I do love the beginning of this scene as well because it's been a while since we've seen Clary go back to art. It's mm-hmm. one of those things that's kind of the root of who she is and yeah. and later on becomes the root of what her special skill is. Yeah. And, you know, a lot of who who she is as a shadow hunter and who she is as a person. But this notebook I always loved. And it was in Clary's room for most of the time that we shot the show. And it yeah. the, the the amazing lady from art department who did all of Clary's drawings had sketched so many different things in this notebook. And I would just flip through it and find something new every time. And we used so many of them in different scenes for different reasons. And I'm not even mm. sure if half of it was pre-planned or if we got there and, ended you know, up, yeah. and it just ended up working let's throw this in yeah exactly but it's the institute and it's jace and it's simon and it's all of these elements but you know this is another one of those moments in the show where clary's lost she has nothing to ground her her mother jace mm-hmm. simon they're all kind of gone or against her or in in a place that she can't reach or doesn't understand and then to have isabel come in who's another you know woman in this world who could very easily be another one to alienate her and to have this moment of Izzy and Clary where they get to bond and we get to see this little bit of sisterhood come out and, you know, potential for those who've seen the show for the future is, uh, it's a really lovely moment. It is. Yeah. Little, little clues, little sprinklings of clues. This was our utility bedroom at this point, I think. It, it, this, this set actually was I Yeah, I think, I don't think we had them yet. I don't think we had our, our personal bedrooms. That was like mm-hmm. mid either towards the end, although we don't spend a whole lot of time, especially you and I, in either of our bedrooms <laughs> in true. the first half of season two. It's a lot of like in the woods dying. Yeah, well, that, that happens a lot. Spoiler alert. But this this bedroom, I think, was Izzy's, Alex, and Clary's throughout at least this mm-hmm. part of season two. Yeah. Poor Simon's at a loss again. Um, we find oh, Simon at a loss. Yeah. We have a little bit of Alaric. Did I miss one? Alaric and Luke. Oh, we do. We, we have, do. We have a little, have a little, little policeman action. Shout out to Joel LaBelle. We miss you. Joel LaBelle. We're going to get him on the show. Joel's fun. We like Joel. Yeah. But we we see that even... There's a lot of people in the middle of being pulled in different directions in this episode, mm-hmm. including Luke, because he's mm-hmm. you know trying to deal with Jace and Simon and Clary, all of his kids that are all over the place. But also, yeah. you know, Alaric reminds him, hey, guess what? The pack. You have other responsibilities. Yeah. He's still got stuff going on. Yeah. Poor Simon then is getting <sighs> bullied by the werewolves. I know. He's got no place to be except for the boat basin. Mm-hmm. Basin? Basin? The, the, boat, the boat bassoon? The boat basin is what I was trying bassoon. to say. The I like the boat bassoon. bassoon. The boat bassoon. <laughs> in which we find, in said boat bassoon, we find mm. out that Simon fucked up. Simon fucked up talking to Older Tree, mm. accidentally blamed Raphael for something. And we do get this little hint about how, like against the Geneva Convention, the clave can be like the they like this active torturing thing, which I think we see later, don't we? We do, but not by the clave. It's not by the clave, but we mm-hmm. do see it happen, right? We do see it happen, yeah. But the concept of this still happening, still continuing, this sort of archaic procedural is horrific, and you sort of you can't help but kind of feel for Raphael, or at least I did in this, like sort this out. I don't want to get nailed to a cross and have beams of sunlight burn off my 
this, that, or the other. You know what I mean? Well, yeah. I mean, at this point, we've seen that that Raphael isn't, you know, the the Mm-mm. the the evil mastermind that we've seen in other episodes. He's he's just a person who is trying to, or a vampire, a creature mm-hmm. who's trying to make mm-hmm. his way in the world and trying to to do right by his people. And yeah. Simon doesn't quite understand how the world works yet. And very much in the same way that Clary doesn't understand how the world works yet. And, mm-hmm. you know, everybody, everybody makes mistakes sometimes. And then we find out that, you know, the shadow world has some serious consequences here. It does, I love watching yeah. these two work together, though. The, they're great. Yeah, they're just great. They've got such a, a really good great. chemistry that there's always this undertone of humor. But it's usually gallows humor, which I, I, Always, I really course. appreciate. Yeah. Well, they're both dead, so that makes sense. <laughs> I'm you back know? on the boat. Mm. Back in Valentine's Den of Horrors. Back in the boat with young Jeremy, very handsome young Jeremy here, who oh, yeah. lost his father. Lost oh, his father yeah. to a werewolf and is seeking revenge. And this was a, a cool scene because it, again, feeds into that sort of difficult dichotomy because that for a large part of season one was sort of Jace's motivation was revenge. In fact, the first time we see him kill a human or a shadow hunter, that's what he says. This yes, is for my father. This is for my father. <gasps> but then we find out. tricky because you like kind of get it. These like young prodigies that have been like hurt and, and want to fix that hurt sort of understand, which is tricky. It's kind of Valentine's MO. It's like, hey, you have is, parental yeah. trauma? Let me utilize that and turn we you into it. a weapon. Yeah. And that's where we're at. Jace is still unsure, but that's the crux of that scene. Jeremy's going on mission. Mama's coming searching for Clary. Clary, where are you? I've got black coffee with lots of sugar. Little That'll book callback. Yeah. Well, that's what is Clary, that black coffee, black with sugar. That's Clary's thing. That's my thing. But that that's what's going to sort you out on like brother's gone. You just tried to murder him. Lead baggage. Like I got a coffee. I got coffee for you. Why did I mean, you leave your Stella? Uh, because I'm I'm leaving the shadow world behind, in a sense. Oh, that's, I'm going that's this. This is yeah. what you're trying to do here. You're just like giving up on everything. Yeah, basically, because nobody oh, wants shit. Clary's. Clary's feeling a little sorry for herself. You know, sure. Everybody's like, "We don't want you. You don't belong here. Sure. Go away. What are you doing here?" She's like, "Well, fine. I'll just take a hike then." Wow, I didn't. That's I didn't read that when yeah. I watched the episode. Yeah, <laughs> probably should have because I read the script. <laughs> I should have remembered, but I didn't. I didn't at all. Wow! I just thought you yeah. were taking a break. I thought you were just off. Like I just need a little me time, which even that I thought was a little selfish. But yeah, well, I whatever. Mean, it's clear. It is what it is. She's a little selfish from time to time. We all need some me time. I get it. Danielle Moody here, host of the Woke AF Daily podcast. We've been with iHeart's Outspoken Network for a year, and what a year it has been. Every weekday, I navigate our rapidly changing world alongside our series of fabulous expert guests. As we head deeper into 2024 and yet another life-changing election cycle, Woke AF Daily is here to keep you sane and woke. Woke not just to the latest headlines, but also to the collective power we all have. Woke to the need to build community with those around us. Woke to how to avoid burnout and woke to the ways we can all find joy in the madness. Make Woke AF Daily with Danielle Moody your podcast destination for 2024 election news and analysis. And tune in to hear the ways I am working to stay grounded amidst it all. 
Listen to Woke App Daily Season 5 on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. We started talking about this incident. Drugs and uh, officials cover up. <laughs> you couldn't believe it. From iHeart Podcasts. It's like the police knew who he was before they got here. A story about money, power, and corruption. The medical school dean at USC was leading a secret double life. She's breathing right now? Yes, she's absolutely breathing. I'm a doctor, actually. There's no way that that guy's a doctor. I'm Paul Pringle, and I'm an investigative reporter for the LA Times. This is the story of an investigation that starts in a hotel room in Pasadena, California, and reaches all the way to the top of two of the most powerful institutions in the city of Los Angeles. When people fall in line, they fall in line. Looking back, I realized, oh, everyone knew. This is Fallen Angels, a story of California corruption. We're always going to have predators. It's the good people who stand by and do nothing that allow them to flourish. Listen to Fallen Angels, a story of California corruption, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, everybody. Welcome to Across Generations, where the voices of Black women unite in powerful conversations. I'm your host, Tiffany Cross. Tiffany Cross. I want you all to join me and be a part of sisterhood, friendship, wisdom, and laughter. In every episode, we gather a seasoned elder. But even with a child, there's no such thing as the wrong thing if you love them. Myself, as the middle generation. I don't feel like I have to get married at this big age in life, but it is a desire I have and something that I've navigated in dating and a vibrant young soul for engaging intergenerational conversations. I'm very jealous of your generation (laughs) that didn't have to deal with Instagram and Tinder. This is Across Generations, where Black women's voices unite, and together, you know how we do, we create magic. magic. Listen to Across Generations podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Therapy for Black Girls podcast is an NAACP and Webby award-winning podcast dedicated to all things mental health, personal development, and all of the small decisions we can make to become the best possible versions of ourselves. Here, we have the conversations that help Black women decipher how their past inform who they are today and use that information to decide who they want to be moving forward. We chat about things like how to establish routines that center self-care, what burnout looks and feels like, and defining what aspects of our lives are making us happy and what parts are holding us back. I'm your host, Dr. Joy Harden-Bradford, a licensed psychologist in Atlanta, Georgia, and I can't wait for you to join the conversation every Wednesday. Listen to the Therapy for Black Girls podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Take good care, and we'll see you there. This scene with Clary walking down the street, I have very specific memories of because we really weren't supposed to be shooting on the street in Toronto. I'm not exactly sure, or at least on this part of the street. It was it was near Union Station. It was rush hour. Mm. And it, mm. it was me and Matt and I think Glenn with a little camp, the, the little camera that we had. Yeah, yeah. Just, just walking down the street. 
back and forth wow. right there by Union Station. It looks great. It looks great. We had a bunch of, I think it was one of those times where, you know, as some folks may not know, when you're shooting in a city on a street, there's not often time to get releases from everyone who just happens yeah. to be there. So instead, what they do is they put a little sandwich board near where we're shooting going, hey, if you walk past this point, you consent to being on camera. And it was one of those times. But it was rush hour. And it was a little time to sandwich board. They honestly, they all look like paid backgrounds. Like everyone behaves flawlessly. Nobody's looking at the camera. It's incredible. It's I don't know how they truly, pulled that off. They wow, did a really good job. job. Great job. Thank you, citizens of Toronto. Circa 2016. Yeah, thank you, citizens of Toronto. <laughs> so many, so many reasons over the course of. True that. Oh, here's a little fun tidbit that I didn't catch until right now. When mm. we see Alec and Izzy walking into this uh, side door, this is yeah. the same door, I think, that we walked out of right before YouTube Herbitide tracked in episode four because it used to be Hardtail, this side of the studio. Let's see here. Because do you see the little, the little walkway up top where the raccoons mm. were? Yep, you're absolutely right. Yes, it is. And this fight club used to be Chernobyl. Oh, did it? Mm-hmm. Yes, it did. Yeah, you're absolutely right. Yes, it did. They just took just out another, some machinery. Another gutted room <laughs> in our weird studio that we had. Our weird little fucking family-run studio. You know what? Kinda we cool, made the though. best of it. Yeah. We yeah, really utilized we, our space well. We use a bunch of stuff here, which was kind of neat. This is fun. I really liked this scene. I remember yeah. this scene being like so like broy and macho. And then when Izzy stepped in and was like, no, 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 let me put you in your place. I loved that. And yeah. even even like kind of puts Alec in his place. Like, no, 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 no. I don't need brother doing this. I got this. Don't yeah, I got this. I got this. I was like, that's cool. That's really fucking cool. That's the way it's done. You know, mm-hmm. that's the way we do on Shadowhunters. And then we get one Finally. of my favorite storylines in the entire series. Mm-hmm. Simon and Magnus. Simon and Magnus. This whole section is great. All the way through <laughs> the portals and it's all this whole stuff. I love all of this. It's brilliant. Yeah. This is another element that I just loved that Alberto did. It's the 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 sickening nature of portal mm-hmm. travel. We don't really get to see anyone, you know, because the shadow hunters just kind of are made for it. So we all it's just normal, sort of step yeah. through and it's fine, even yeah. Clary. But yeah. for Simon, he wasn't made for this. He's still mm-hmm. you know, getting used to this world. And it's, you know, it, it, it gives a sort of reality to the world in a way because people would, you know, these are things aren't normal. We, we have to adjust no. to, to all these forces. Yeah. I always love the business that Harry finds in this apartment. He had so many things so and he's always doing something and he just always it, he owns something. the space. Yeah. It's his it's his space. I love that. Mm-hmm. This next scene, so circle member comes in, tries to kidnap. Oh my goodness, it's Izzy. Change, everything's good. Little shenanigan there. But we really got to see the level that they gave us the ability to darken the show. Like how far they were then able to go with someone actually drawing a knife across his throat, which is something we did not see in in season one. They wouldn't have let us even get close to that. Not even a little bit. So to see, which and it's quite shocking. Like it's quite visceral, and it's actually quite like even me watching it, I was like, oh wow, holy shit, I can't believe they let us do that. That's crazy. Yeah. But it does. It's not for nothing, you know. It's it shows this this brutality. And the urgency, like the, 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 I guess the, the, yeah, the mortality of, of the situation that all of these people are in, like it's, Mm -hmm. it literally is life or death and that's the real problem. Yeah. It really shows, you know, the lengths to which 
Valentine has inspired mm-hmm. loyalty in in all mm-hmm. of these people and uh, the 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 enemy that we're facing. Yeah. But now you know a little little light Brooklyn Academy of Art situation. Yeah, you just broke in. You know to the Brooklyn. I remember Academy. the soundless yeah, room this time. Was that you? I don't. They're not mine, but they're outside my apartment. Oh, yeah. That's sorry, cute. sorry about that. No, I love it. I literally <laughs> have my shirt says puppies. Aww. It says it backwards, but what well, says it backwards to you? For me, it says it the right way. I think this is Nina Dobrev's company. It just I says puppies right. make me happy on it. Yeah, that is Nina's. Thanks, sure. Nina. Thanks, Nina. But we're breaking into the Brooklyn Academy of Art. Clary learned her lesson in one respect and remembered the soundless rune and the glamour rune this time. So you can use it. You don't have your Stella. Oh, that's right. That's right. You just she broke just in. in. You just regularly broke in to a, a university. Just a little breaking and entering. It's fine. Yeah. Technically, it's I was accepted there, so maybe it wasn't. I think they might be a little shocked that you have spent. Actually, it hasn't even been that long, has it? It's only it's been, been like, like two weeks. A couple weeks. I so you only missed the something. first two weeks. That's true. Yeah. You might you might have already had a badge. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Okay. Maybe it wasn't even a B and E. Just yeah. come in and say hi, guys. What's going on? Do a little skyline drawing. There's a little element of this section of the episode as well, where you see, you know, what Shadowhunter parents are like with mm. Luke and Jocelyn, kind of going, "Well, I know where she is because I tracked her, but I'm just letting her do her thing until she learns." Yeah. <laughs> It's like that mom well, and dad playing against each other. It's it is scary. mom and dad. It's Jocelyn in this is like crazy manipulative. Mm-hmm. And I get that it's fear that's leading her that way. I understand. And we will come to understand why she behaved this way. Why she is so overly cautious on the yeah. verge of tyrannous. Yeah. Which is a shame because she doesn't. But there you go. <laughs> Let's move on before Whoa. I say stuff I shouldn't. <laughs> Whoa. Uh, too late. Two episodes. Two episodes. Come on, Doc. Is it only two? Is it it's only, only two. two more episodes? It's only two more. Oof, brutal. It's rough. Anyway, we're in, what was it? Agbar? I keep saying Agrabah, but that's the fictitious town from it's Aladdin. Agrabah, too. It's not Agrabah. I think it's Agra? It is Agra. Well done. Very thank well you. done. Thank you, thank you. It oh. is, in fact, Agra. Also, Man. amazing job, visual effects team. We did not have say- actors in Agra. I, the portal and the green screen, the whole backdrop. This is pre, they would have been on the roof of the studio. This is pre, so by late season two, beginning of season three, we had a 360 degree green screen stage. Right. So if they wanted to put something on the back, you didn't have to worry about lighting or, or different things coming in. It was inside a studio and it was 360 degrees. That's how they do a lot of the Star Wars shows now. Yeah. But we didn't have that yet. So they were just on a roof and folks vfx and philippe would have had to paint everything out and then paint everything back in this i vividly remember this episode because from the moment we got back season two philippe had been given a heads up about something that happens later in the episode and he was so mm. excited because he built it from scratch mm, I know and, what you're talking about. Uh, and it looks fantastic it looks fantastic is that do we get to see that now no not for a little oh, so bit they're trying to find camille because in order Correct. to exonerate Raphael. They've got to find Camille and Magnus and Camille have their own history. And so Magnus is like, fine, I've got a bone to pick with my ex. So I'm going to go pick it. Yep. He finds a bunch of his shit out. (laughs) Listen, I'd be pissed too. A Ming Ming dynasty vase must be worth an absolute fortune, especially in the condition it's in. Yeah. Unacceptable, Camille. Not that we didn't need another reason to hate you. I do love the fact, though, that we get to see these little elements of how different 
creatures in the shadow world can connect and the common ground Mm -hmm. that they can have. You know, for Mm -hmm. example, a warlock who is immortal will collect things that he's experienced and little items. Mm -hmm. And we know vampires have a propensity to collect slash steal valuable items. Great word. I've never heard propensity before. I don't even know what that word means. Good job. Thank you. Oh, and then we have Clary back to art. Clary drawing, boots down the door, enter parents coming to try and chastise. Yeah, I mean, Clary... Luke's face, Isaiah's face is just calming. Just really even is. having him there is, it, I just feel stress leave me, which is really yeah. quite pleasant. I don't even have the sound on. It's just the subtitles and I'm watching the images. Me too. And it just looks nice. He's just such a dad, you know? That's yeah, something I've always, I, I still call him dad. Because he just, he, he gives the best advice. Like you said, he's such a calming presence. Mm-hmm. It's, I understand Clary's plight in this. I really do. But there's a little bit, she's still a little girl in, in a little bit of a sense. She's not a little girl. Her name is not little girl. But she's got a little growing up to do. You know, she has to understand mm. we've seen the stakes of the world in this episode. And I feel like she's still lost and caught in between. But that's yeah. just the chink in her armor that we need when she runs out and finds very sick Dot. She doesn't look great. Very Dot doesn't sick. look great. Yeah, I she mean, doesn't look good. She looks great in the sense that, you know, good job to make up. She's also better. I, we thought she was dead. So she looks better than that. Yeah. Just by a little, but as a live human being or live warlock, she doesn't look great. Not not looking great. All kinds of veins going on, all kinds of poison veins. It's not ideal. Poor Dot. Poor Dot. Poor Dot. It's all right. She redeems herself later on this episode. Yes. I think. I'm pretty sure. Uh, Does she? Yes, she does. She does. I think so. In in a minute. But we're back on the boat in uh, Mm -hmm. the horror show. The horror show, the menagerie, the prison. And you're about to be given a new ability. A new ability. Lies. See the future. Lies. Here, let Doesn't me give you another, another, another thing. Interestingly, I think diehard fans will have known that this was a trick early because that is all <laughs> footage from season one. Yeah. All of the flashes of footage from Steve, season one. Stephen one. Stephen one. Fuck oh is Stephen one. Don't know. I'll do that. I will say when I was shooting this, the one thing I kept thinking of was, you know, that game where you like smush your face and then try and make different faces. No. Nope. Okay. Well, that's what that felt like. Cause Dot just sort of grabbed my face and just goes like, just smush your face. Give you the memory. <laughs> that's all I could think of. What's the fish one? Fish face? I don't think fish make the noise I was making though. <laughs> <laughs> they might. I don't know. Underwater, it's Maybe. like if a fish makes a weird noise a fish, underwater. Yeah. You know what I Is saw? Did we talk about it? the puffer fish thing? What the Did we talk about that? No. Did I never mention this to you? I've been talking about this a lot recently because I saw what a happened? video of a puffer fish deflating. Oh, yeah. And I just, as a kid, had this image and just didn't ever get past it. You're just like, oh, that's that piece of information checked off for me. It doesn't ever need to be questioned. Mm-hmm. And of course, it's wrong now when you think about it analytically, but I just assumed they were full of air. I just had assumed that they were full of air, like balloons. Of course, they're not. They're fish. But I saw one deflate out of the water, and it just spits out a bunch of water. They're full of water? Of course, it's a fish. Where are they going to get air from? They're gills. They breathe. Oh, that's not how that works. They they can draw the oxygen out of the water, but no, they're full of water. 
That is also otherwise they would just float. They were little balloons. They couldn't sit at the bottom. Well, that's they what I always float. wondered. I and I just had no idea. It blew my mind. I was like, oh yeah, but also like, of course, it's a fish. I mean, yeah, that makes, makes total sense. sense. Yeah. Anyway, well, you that's learn something new every day. <laughs> yeah. I don't even really remember how we got into that. Oh, because we were making uh, a fish the face. Face. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You know, little, oh, little fun science facts from Dom and Cat on the podcast. Yeah. We always we always end up there. Yeah. You can um, fact check me as well, but if you disagree, I don't care. <laughs> I'm just going to keep telling people this. Yeah. Um, we are finally at, I think, the the shot that Philippe was excited about that you were uh, talking about. Is this the one you were talking about? Yeah, I think it was. But first we have a little scene with Izzy and Alec walking in the street, which I sort of love right. because you get to see a lot of Toronto. You get mm-hmm. to see the burrito company that we love and yeah. second cup coffee and a, a nice little thing. But it, it it plays back into, it's a little foreshadowing for next episode, I think, when we're talking about the Parabatai rune and how mm-hmm. that bond and how it's affected by everything that's going on. But yeah. now, yes, we are back at the scene because, uh, you know, Magnus sends Simon off on a little errand and then Simon's exploring, trying to find Camille. And of course, mm-hmm. the place is booby-trapped. It is booby trapped. Well, I don't think it is booby trapped though. It's yeah, just not Simon friendly. But I don't true. think it's booby trapped because he because this ends up being Magnus's friend. Oh, that's that's fair. It's just like it's just a cute little snake. Cute. Honestly, it looks like a real snake. It does. It, and this was created by our folks VFX team. It looks mm-hmm. so good. It, every time I watch it back, it gets me because it just, yeah. we might as well have had a snake wrangler. Oddly, yeah. we do have snake wranglers uh, on Walker Independence. Oh, I'm but sure, not, yeah. Not because we have snakes in the show, but just to try because and there's keep them away, snakes that there are fucking exist snakes in the world. Yeah, yeah, of course. Yeah, yeah. Do you not, would you not need, um, New Mexico is also spiders and scorpions, right? Wouldn't you need guys to make you aware or to at least try and know? Maybe that's right, covered well, under the luck. snake wrangler. I don't know. You think it might just be a dangerous animals wrangler because yeah. they'll have anti venom and stuff as well in case you get caught. Sure, you would, th- I you would I, I think. Would hope. I don't know. I'm not a snake wrangler, so I don't know. But you <laughs> kind of hope so. What do you have? Do you know what you have there? Rattlesnakes. Oh, it is rattlesnakes, Yay. like diamondbacks. Yeah, yeah, super deadly. Yeah. Oof. Yeah. Do you check your shoes? Uh, I will from now on. <laughs> you, don't your, you don't want to put your foot in there. That's going to no. piss off a snake real quick. Yeah. Although yeah, my little shoes. 1800s boots with the uh, extremely non-functional heels are um, mm. probably not the home for snakes. They have you in like actual period costume. They haven't made it more comfortable in any way. I mean, they've offered, but mm. I'd rather have the posture of the corset and the shoes and things like that. I do mm. have boots now in case I need to run or something that are right. basically like Doc Martens. But mm. yeah, something I've learned is that those heels that were made for the 1800s, they were basically just a hindrance for women. They mm-hmm. didn't help at all. They're not. Yeah, they're, sure. They don't really do anything except sure. make you slower. Yeah, but, it was just a chunk of wood, wasn't it? Like yeah, nailed into the bottom of the shoe, basically. Yeah, and the shape specifically actually makes it harder to do things. But hey, yeah. I love a challenge. You know that. But hey, hey ho. Now we're back to... As you mentioned earlier, our first mention of the Iron Sisters, which Mm -hmm. for those who don't know from the books are these sort of, I guess, the closest thing Shadowhunters have to nuns, as it were. But they're they're 
female shadow hunters who dedicate their, much like the Silent Brothers, dedicate their mm-hmm. lives to runes and clairvoyance and seeing the future. The Iron Sisters dedicate their lives to making all of the weapons of the shadow world. So they are and the gear. only ones that are, and gear. They're the only mm-hmm. ones that are able to handle Atomus and all of these other elements um, because they, you know, they dedicate their lives to to learning how to do that and to gaining those skills and powers. We found out that Luke's mother was an Iron Sister. She was indeed. Yeah. And he breaks the We never meet cat. her though, do we? No, she's dead. Ah, oof. Sorry. Moving to She's very on. dead. I believe if we go back to the books, I think Valentine might have killed her or she died oof. in that war somehow. I know. He's bad dude. Brutal. That sucks. Dude. Yeah, he's a bad dude. I could dude. be wrong. But I just assume if it's somebody that somebody we know cares about, Valentine killed them or had a hand in it. Yeah. That it's makes a safe sense. Assumption. That makes sense. But we get a little uh, parabatai crystal gem rock helpful. Adamus yeah. chunk of the of the city that he's just left. Let's hope it wasn't load bearing. <laughs> Which brings us very neatly to the offer, the danger offer. You can find where your parabatai is, but it might kill you. Although I don't think we find that out in this scene. I think we find it out in the next scene. But the offer is there. I will say, though, that's kind of always the, a safe assumption. I feel like we quit saying that at a certain point, yeah. maybe like halfway through season two. Like, oh, you could do this or you could die. Yeah. It just kind it's of like you could do this. And we just like to yourself, we're just like, or I could die. Yeah, or I, I get it. I, we just, know. That's yeah, we know. Just, that's always the option now. We understand. <laughs> Success that's or fine. death. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, yep. Yeah, yep. Yeah. I get it. Yeah. I get it. Danielle Moody here, host of the Woke AF Daily podcast. We've been with iHeart's Outspoken Network for a year, and what a year it has been. Every weekday, I navigate our rapidly changing world alongside our series of fabulous expert guests. As we head deeper into 2024 and yet another life-changing election cycle, Woke AF Daily is here to keep you sane and woke. Woke not just to the latest headlines, but also to the collective power we all have. Woke to the need to build community with those around us. Woke to how to avoid burnout and woke to the ways we can all find joy in the madness. Make Woke AF Daily with Danielle Moody your podcast destination for 2024 election news and analysis. And tune in to hear the ways I am working to stay grounded amidst it all. Listen to Woke AF Daily Season 5 on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. We started talking about this incident. Drugs and uh, officials cover up. <laughs> you couldn't believe it. From iHeart Podcasts. It's like the police knew who he was before they got here. A story about money, power, and corruption. The medical school dean at USC was leading a secret double life. He's breathing. Right now? Yes, he's absolutely breathing. I'm a doctor, actually. There's no way that that guy's a doctor. I'm Paul Pringle, and I'm an investigative reporter for the L.A. Times. This is the story of an investigation that starts in a hotel room in Pasadena, California, and reaches all the way to the top of two of the most powerful institutions in the city of Los Angeles. When people fall in line, they fall in line. Looking back, I realized, oh, everyone knew. This is Fallen Angels, a story of California corruption. We're always going to have predators. It's the good people who stand by and do nothing that allow them to flourish. Listen to Fallen Angels, 
a story of California corruption on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, everybody. Welcome to Across Generations, where the voices of Black women unite in powerful conversations. I'm your host, Tiffany Cross. Tiffany Cross. I want you all to join me and be a part of sisterhood, friendship, wisdom, and laughter. In every episode, we gather a seasoned elder. But even with a child, there's no such thing as the wrong thing if you love them. Myself, as the middle generation. I don't feel like I have to get married at this big age in life, but it is a desire I have and something that I've navigated in dating. And a vibrant young soul for engaging intergenerational conversations. I'm very jealous of your generation (laughs) that didn't have to deal with Instagram and Tinder. This is Across Generations, where Black women's voices unite, and together, you know how we do, we create magic. magic. Listen to Across Generations podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Therapy for Black Girls podcast is an NAACP and Webby award-winning podcast dedicated to all things mental health, personal development, and all of the small decisions we can make to become the best possible versions of ourselves. Here, we have the conversations that help Black women decipher how their past inform who they are today and use that information to decide who they want to be moving forward. We chat about things like how to establish routines that center self-care, what burnout looks and feels like, and defining what aspects of our lives are making us happy and what parts are holding us back. I'm your host, Dr. Joy Harden-Bradford, a licensed psychologist in Atlanta, Georgia, and I can't wait for you to join the conversation every Wednesday. Listen to the Therapy for Black Girls podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Take good care, and we'll see you there. We're back on the boat. You and I back on the boat. This was like yeah. the first time. Oh, no, that's not true. I was going to say this is the first time we interacted this season. That's just not true at all. Mm-mm. Not even Mm-mm. a little bit. No. Although we no, might have go. shot this. I have a feeling we combined some of the episode one and two stuff on the boat. Possibly. And I think this might have been the first scene we shot for season two. Because it was day. And the other stuff we did was night. So I think we started with this. Mm. Am I wrong? Very possibly. Very possibly. I honestly oh, can't remember for the life of me. But it's very possible. <laughs> very very possible my hair is definitely not episode two hair it's episode one hair because they that's what i was thinking fix some stuff this was a whole nightmare oh did they yeah i just remember it was humid and mosquitoes it was humid it was hot and something else i remember which i i learned this is kind of a silly fact but this shirt that i'm wearing was made of this like really thin linen and they steamed it but when they steamed it it grew because the fabric just stretched. And so they yeah. had our amazing wardrobe team, Julianne, actually. Mm-hmm. We love you. We miss you, Julianne. Hope you're having fun on the boys. She's had on to the do- boys? She's on the boys. I know. I'm so jealous. I'm jealous of all of them. I, I keep telling awesome. my buddies on that show, I'm like, you take care of Julianne because she is amazing. Yeah. We love her. But she did a last minute alteration on set on the day to make the shirt fit again. Because Amazing. Because she's a badass like that. She is. She is indeed. Another life or death offer mm-hmm. for Clary, though, this time. Jace is like, I don't really understand 
And I sort of remember this, like the motivation here is just like brotherly, like brotherly protection. But I feel like honestly, the best solution would have been like, she's not going. I'm also not going. Yeah. <laughs> That's your answer. Go on your mission. I don't care. But neither of us are going on this thing. That's not how it happened. Because that's not no. good storytelling. Good storytelling is what happened. And Jace goes on the mission. Oh, and then we've got Simon and the Snake again. Oh, so good. He's so good. To, he's really trying this Encanto thing, you know? Oh, it's a fire-breathing snake. It is indeed a fire-breathing snake. Which is cool. Like, again, Alberto's so good. All of this is reacting to nothing. Like, nothing mm-hmm. was there. There was nothing there. There was there probably wasn't even like a ball or an eyeline marker for this one because it was just him. So you didn't need one. Yeah. So the eyeline markers are for when there's lots of us and we all need to be looking at the same thing. Mm-hmm. Here, it was just him. So he's just doing, this is all just imagination. He's doing such a good job. I think I also think it's funny that Magnus now has like a burlap sack and he's just slowly <laughs> filling in his stuff bit by bit, which is, and Simon's about to die. Yeah, and he's just like, do, 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 oh, the dagger, oh, this. Oh, actually, this is this is a very, very important scene, the dagger. Yeah. Very important. When do we find out about the dagger? I think it's, I is it remember. later this season or the beginning it's, of I next? don't think it's this, oh, I think it's in this season. It I must think. be. I think so. Yeah, pretty sure. But anyway, to be discussed later on. Do not forget this dagger. Do not forget this dagger. It reminds me, there's, okay, there's, help, see if you can help me remember, because you mm. know Disney movies arguably better mm. than I do. There's a dagger in one of the Disney movies that's Aladdin. like this. Is it Aladdin? Aladdin? I thought it was. And he, at the beginning of Aladdin, Jafar, no. It's the old man. through, it's when he's the old man and he takes the lamp and takes the dagger out and goes mm-hmm. to stab Aladdin. And I think the carpet saves him, I'm pretty sure. I think carpet saves him, but that's the dagger it looks like. Almost identical. I knew. I knew you'd know. Anyway, yeah, yeah. I know my Disney stuff. Nice little, nice little Disney wink. Disney to Disney yeah. wink. Little Disney to Disney wink. And then we get Encanto working. Good job. Good job, yeah. Simon. We're so I proud know, of you. Simon. Or the snake was just like, nah, you're an idiot. And then just kind of goes away. <laughs> like, it's difficult oh. to read that snake reaction. We'd have to ask Philippe what reaction mm-hmm. he was trying to get off the snake. Yeah. So we'll see. It could be like, oh, you're new. Okay, I'm gonna, I'm gonna give Maybe, you a break. Yeah, I'm just all gonna, right. Gonna yeah, I'm gonna go here. here. I'm kind of done with this. <laughs> How cute! And then it just turns out to be a buddy. How yeah. sweet! Hi, buddy. Hey, buddy. Let me see Alex's room for the first time. We've not seen Alex's room yet. Yeah, I don't remember where this set was. It was the utility bedroom, or oh, it was, was Aldertree's office. I forget if it was the office mm. or Clary's bedroom, but they redressed one of the the rooms in that hallway. We had a, we had sort of this set of two or three hallways with I think two or three rooms off of them on yeah. the, on the other side of the off center. And, yeah. uh, they would just redress these rooms to be whatever we needed. Whatever we needed, whenever Whether we it was needed them. Inquisitor's office. An amazing job. Or the head of the Institute or mm-hmm. a bedroom or did it become anything else? I don't think so. But later on, we started building more sets for things that yep. were going to be used more regularly. It does become, although maybe that is in the office, another moment. Oh, yeah. Right at the end. Remember? Sticky mm. couch. That sounded gross. That's not what I meant at all. <laughs> we'll just have to circle back to, to why I said that. It's absolutely PG. That's not what I meant at all. We'll come back to that oh, when the episode man. is on. 
But yeah, uh, it was the reality, unfortunately. Yeah. Anyway. Anyway, Clary's in a cage. Clary's in a cage. Clary's in a cage. And Dot comes up and it's kind of evil Dot. It's kind of evil Dot, but she's, is she under, she's under a, but like the injections made her compliant. Is that what it was? Yeah. It's yeah. Valentine has basically done what he does best and, you know, just shot people up with things until they yeah. are under his control. Yep. And but it is it is fear based, which is interesting because it's not just I will do your will. It's if I don't do this, he'll be angry. It literally says that. Yeah, you're absolutely right. Yeah, maybe it is just a version of torture that's made them compliant. Then maybe the injections themselves aren't whatever that. What's the like truth serum drug? I can't remember what it's called. Oh, technical name for it. Mm -hmm. Something something hydrochloride. I think. Yeah. Sodium. Don't know. Nope. We don't know. I don't think it's sodium. But hey. Maybe it's like that. Perhaps. Dot is sorry. Listen, Dot, that's a heartbreaking line. Why did you stop looking for me? Right. Brutal. And the answer is because, lady, you got thrown out of a second story window and you hit the railing and we thought you were dead. Like, for sure, thought you were dead. We weren't looking for you. We didn't start looking for you. We were just like, oh, you're dead. Dead. Yeah. And not only that, but Magnus told us, I don't feel her magic anymore. Correct. Yeah. Which is, I think, the only reason that we did stop because yeah, we all we all thought even Magnus thought she was dead. Yeah. Must be the whole overwater tracking situation. Well, she was in Chernobyl. Oh. Maybe the radiation. Valentine's got some wards going on that you yeah. know kind of supersede a lot of things. Whatever it was, we couldn't find uh, Magnus. Sorry, Dot. Sorry, Dot. Sorry, Sorry we didn't let it come happen again. You. Now we're back with shirtless Matt Dario. Oh, so exciting. Pensive. Pensive Matt Daddario is more important here, yes. I think, than him being shirtless. He looks fantastic in his shirt, but all he's doing with his face, the emotions that he's feeling, that's the real important thing here. Yeah. Oh, these flashes through. The babies. Wait, we didn't, this is the first time we see the babies, right? Oh my gosh, you're right. It is. I think so, because <gasps> they come in in episode three. That. This is stuff from episode three. This is the first time we see baby Jason, baby, uh, baby Alec. Aww. And teenage Jason and teenage Alec. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And and a flash, if, for those who are really paying close attention, flash to season one of Memory Demon episode. Mm, and of very good. Punchy, and punchy, Jace, fighty, fighty, fighty. Yeah. Yep. Yep, yep, yep. Absolutely. Oh, Magnus. Dagger. We're back with Magnus and we're back with the dagger. Just tell us, man. <laughs> tell us what's going on. Let us in. I we have can to help. Just, I just have to point out, listen, Antiques Roadshow. You really, <laughs> really made my heart happy. Come on, buddy. That's funny. <laughs> oh, man. Did you, I, I, maybe I'm just a grandma, but I used to watch that show all the time. Uh, if it's on, I'll watch it. Yeah. Oh, wait. Is he explaining the dagger right now? No. He's just no. saying, it. don't touch it. It's important. Because I'm like, oh, I'll just uh. use this. I'll be resourceful. Oh, he's explaining why he is the the Godfather. The bird, the Godfather, the bird's wing under which many other downworlders learn to become downworlders. I now That's have this vision of, of Magnus sitting behind a desk like Marlon Brando. Mm-hmm. Just being the godfather to all I of I would the... see it. I would it works. Ah. <laughs> uh, so I'm excited about this scene. You and I know how it ends, but this was the, this was like our first proper Darren Maguire fight, or at least my first proper Darren Maguire fight scene, because we are, I remember this day. 
Oof. the day before, two days before we were on this same set. Yeah. And there was a fight scene that's about to happen underneath this rigging. And it's mm -hmm. all quite sharp and it's all quite dangerous. And we had to be obviously down, like the level of the fight had to be physically lower. Mm -hmm. And I remember looking over and I was sat in my chair and Darren is over there doing it just trying to plot things out with his legs bent and he was doing it for about 20 minutes and I came over and I was like, let's work this through and whatever. And this is really special to me because this was, this was like the first time the real discussion was had of like, how would Jace react in the, like, how would these sort of things happen? And there's a moment that we both discussed. I think it was Darren's idea. Actually. He said, I want Jace to be so good and so quick that he is, he is entirely aware of everything that's going on around him at any time. So when a sword is swung, I think at the back of my neck or the back or just my back, the block happens without thinking. I knew that that's what that was going to happen. And then we're on to the next thing. Yeah. And that was Darren's idea. And I thought that was the coolest thing. I also don't know if that is the scene. I just saw the rigging and I was like, I like it. No, but you're, you're right. To your point, Darren is so good at every single detail of, of mm -hmm. not only making it look cool, putting character behind it and making it mean yeah. something. And I think that's why people responded so well to the fights in the show is that it, everything had a reason and a purpose and, and a motivation. And mm -hmm. that's all Darren. That is all Darren. So thanks Darren. Miss you. This guest, this actress was so good and so lovely to work good. with. She played Heidi, the werewolf. Gretel. Gretel? Is it not? Gretel. No, it's Gretel. I think in the books it's Heidi, which we used Heidi as a different name later on. Correct. Her name is, oh, her name's Joanne. And I knew that. Joanne That's Jensen. Right? Jensen. Joanne, if you're listening, you did an incredible job. And thank you very much for being such a team player because these were tough days. You were and so you lovely. Were chained up chained the whole time, up. slash dead in the water. Well, because this was before we had, toward the end of season two, they, they were able to make magnetic cuffs so Correct. that if anyone was bound, they could be unbound on their own. This was pre that. So people were pretty yeah. much actually shackled. Um, they were plastic shackles, but they were yeah. still actually shackled. And that's not a fun thing on set. Yeah. No, it's not. And it's uncomfortable and there's really nothing you can do about it. It's it's rough. Shackles are rough. Mm -hmm. And it's it's kind of claustrophobic being shackled that way yeah. too. It's, it doesn't feel good. No. No, it's not fun. No, it isn't. Uh, but here come Cla We get to see the, the glowy swords again, which I love. We do. We do. We do. See Clarion Dot walking up. This and then we end up with this nosebleed during the tracking moment, which is obviously ruined because we end up in the water again. I forgot about for, the nosebleed. Yeah. So for those who don't know how nosebleeds are done, it's kind of grim. They get a little sort of circular sponge about this big, but it's very porous, very, very porous sponge. And they dip it or soak it in fake blood and then put that up your nose as far as they can obviously so it doesn't go into your sinuses, but just up into sort of the column of your nose. Yeah. And then you have to not breathe out of your nose until they're ready to go. You end up sort of sounding a bit like a beetle. The musicians, <laughs> not the animals, obviously. <laughs> and then when you're ready to do it, they'll say action and you let the air come out of your nose and it will force the blood out, but not the sponge. And that's how these nosebleeds are done. There you go. Little insider information. You did it very well. You know, thank goodness you didn't have a lot of dialogue in this moment. <laughs> Otherwise, it yeah, be a bit more difficult. There's a, just, yeah, it's all ADR. There's nothing you can do. You can't mm -hmm. speak and do it. However, there literally is, in the background of this shot, Vanessa is there. She's about to do the portal thing. It's after the fight. Noses are bleeding. We don't know what's going on. She's about to open up the wards. 
And there literally is a lightning strike behind her. Wait, what? That was this day. That was this day. When oh my we God, got you're right. On, we were on the boat and we watched this thunderstorm just come towards us. Slowly, right. slowly, slowly. It was this day. And there literally oh is a lightning strike still in the show that happens behind her. Isn't that crazy? That is crazy. So because we've we've teased this so much. So this, we have, we this day was very humid. There was a storm coming and we were on this boat. This is actual boat in the actual water. We've talked about it many mm-hmm. times. But because the lake is so large, we could watch the thunderstorm as it got closer and closer and closer. And I remember sitting there on the boat with you going, how does this work conductor-wise? Giant we... copper conductor. Yeah. I mean, the assumption would be that boats get hit by lightning and it doesn't just kill everyone on board. Like, there must be some... It's got to be grounded something that somehow. Fixes it. Like, yeah. it must be, but I don't know... I don't know enough to say how. I don't know if anyone honest. knew on that set because I think they didn't... We didn't quite think about that. No, we rushed through this and we got, we got, we hightailed it as quickly yeah. as we could. This has ended. I wanted to do this stunt so badly, but they, they just wouldn't let us do yeah, it. They wouldn't let it's us. high. It was like 30 feet, 35 feet off the side of the boat. And I really wanted to do it. Mm-hmm. I would have done it with you. The issue was actually, interestingly, the issue was with this stunt wasn't necessarily the impact of the water, although you do need to hit it correctly at 35 feet. Otherwise yeah. you will get hurt. It's because it was so dark you couldn't see where the surface of the water was. Yeah. So you couldn't prep you hitting the water correctly. So Aaron did it and Aaron does an amazing job. And I was honored to have him help me play Jace. Yeah. yeah. Great job. They absolutely killed it. Amazing stuff. And to do that in, in, I don't know, Aaron didn't have a wig, did he? He just dyed his hair. Aaron did not have a wig. Yeah. yeah but but Meliev had a I wig think. and the boots and mm-hmm. everything else. And it was, it was, oh, and then, and then Valentine kills her anyway. Oh. Well, stabs oh. her. Oh, he does. That's right. Because she ends up. Nah, mm, Throws her overboard. I'm catching up. Yeah. Catching up. Yep. Oh, and that's our episode. That is, in fact, our episode. Wow. Wow. More to come. I'm very excited. So I think I've mentioned this before a few times, but episode three, season two, was my favorite episode yeah. that we ever shot. It was yeah. absolutely my favorite through the journey that Jace goes through and the ending and the is it's absolutely my favorite episode mm-hmm. maybe that we ever did definitely wow. of this season so i'm excited to start talking about that but in the meantime thank you so much for listening i hope you had a little journey with us we learned a little bit about nosebleeds and how you do some behind the scenes stuff which was fun and boats and boats and what did i say that was useless something blowfish blowfish that's right we learned a little bit about blowfish unless i'm wrong if there are any blowfish experts listening <laughs> Just either tell me I'm right or don't tell me anything. I don't, I'm... Put it in the comments below. I don't have below. the capacity. Send us yeah. a tweet. Just Send a just message me to the at Return to the Shadows on Instagram. Yeah. 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 And go for, you know what, whilst we're at it, go follow Return to the Shadows on Instagram. Go give it a Please. little, go give it a little look-see. Our team put a huge amount of work into that and we really appreciate it. So go and just give it a little, I'm not, I'm not really the guy who will tell you to go and, and follow or click or engage, but like... Yeah. Our team puts some work into this, so and yeah, it's worth it. your while because it gives you little sneak peeks at future episodes, little polls, questionnaires, and you know, next time we do a mailbag, that's where you submit your questions for the two of us to answer, just there for you, you the Shadow Fam. Absolutely, thank you all for listening. Thank you for coming on our journey with us. Thank you to our lovely producers again for getting yes. up at seven in the morning on the God-given day of rest. Very, Ooh. very much appreciated. Thank you very much. Absolutely, we love you. You are angels, as all of you are. Thank you so much. 
Return to the Shadows is hosted and executive produced by me, Catherine McNamara, and Dominic Sherwood. Our executive producer is Ling Lee. Our senior producers are Liz Hayes and Diego Tapia. Our producers are Hannah Harris and Kristen Vermilia, and our intern is Sam Katz. Original music by Alex Kinsey and performed by Alex Kinsey and Catherine McNamara. Danielle Moody here, host of the Woke AF Daily podcast. We've been with iHeart for a year, and what a year it has been. As we head deeper into 2024 and yet another life-changing election cycle, Woke AF Daily is here to keep you sane and woke. Make Woke AF Daily your podcast destination for 2024 election news and analysis. Listen to Woke AF Daily Season 5 on the iHeart Radio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, everybody, welcome to Across Generations, where the voices of Black women unite. I'm your host, Tiffany Cross. Tiffany Cross. Join me and be a part of sisterhood, friendship, wisdom, and laughter. We gather a seasoned elder, myself as the middle generation, and a vibrant young soul for engaging intergenerational conversations, prepare to engage or hear perspectives that literally no one else has had. Listen to Across Generations podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. It's like the police knew who he was before they got here. From iHeart Podcasts. The medical school dean at USC was leading a secret double life. He's breathing right now? Yes, he's absolutely breathing. I'm a doctor, actually. A story about money, power, and corruption. When people fall in line, they fall in line. Looking back, I realized, oh, everyone knew. I'm Paul Pringle, an investigative reporter for the LA Times. Listen to Fallen Angels, a story of California corruption, on the iHeart Radio app, Apple Podcast or wherever you get your podcasts. Hi, this is Kurt Woodsmith. You remember me from such TV comedies as That 70s Show and That 90s Show on Netflix. I'll never forget the words that my grandfather said just before he kicked the bucket. He said, watch how far I can kick this bucket. People ask me where I get my dad jokes from. I tell them to listen to the Daily Dad Jokes podcast. Listen to Daily Dad Jokes every day on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.